Do you like exclusive stuff? Yes, yes sir. sir. Do you like having access to your favourite podcast hosts in a way like never before? Yeah, absolutely. Do you wish you had access to our old Survivor Oz episodes that you can't find anywhere else online? Oh, yeah. If you answered yes to one, two or all of those questions, then get excited because the Oz Network is now on Patreon. <laughs> That's right, your favourite podcast has jumped on the Patreon bandwagon to enable a better listening experience for you, our listener. For more details, simply head to www.patreon.com forward slash oznetwork where you can sign up for as little as $3 a month. It'll be the best decision you make since that last bad one you made. You're listening to the Oz Movies Podcast, only on the Oz Network. Welcome to the Oz Network for week number three of Bad Movie Month, where we get to Bennett. talk about a duck <laughs> in bed with Leah Thompson. Donald! Donald Duck Daffy. in bed with Leah Thompson. The Marty. Mickey Mouse <laughs> left out in the cold. Um, Daisy, sad that she didn't get to join in. <laughs> uh, this is... Everything that you sort of liked about the 80s. Marty McFly's mom and Tom Cruise's other co-pilot and convicted sex offender Jeffrey Jones all joined together for George Lucas's producer. in this movie. I didn't know that. He's, he's a convicted sex offender? No, who's, who's Tom Cruise's co-pilot? Oh, well, he was his wingman at the end of the movie, but not co-pilot. And, and Anthony Edwards was the good co-pilot. Tim Robbins was oh, the Tim other Robbins. co-pilot. I always forget Tim Robbins is in. Oh, I thought you were talking about like all the, the, half the other. Half the cast the from Ferris Bueller's Day Offer in this movie as well. So, yeah. <laughs> if only we'd had Matthew Broderick in here, maybe it would have been slightly better. But uh, Howard the Duck, 1986, uh, produced by George Lucas, written and directed by uh, George Lucas's co-screenwriters from American Graffiti that we talked about a couple of weeks ago. Uh, maybe about a month or so ago on Good Movie Month, the anniversary month. And then this is how their careers ended. Uh, <laughs> didn't technically end, but close enough. Um, my name is Colin and sex appeal. Some guys got it and some guys don't. And my name is Ben and no sex now. I'm working. Uh, this is hardly work. This is this is torture. This is punishment. This oh. is Howard the Duck. Wow. Uh, I'm, I'm going to say this to start off. We cover a lot of bad movies on here, and there are bad movies where it's like, this is literally one of the worst movies of all time. And then there are bad movies where it's like, this is a bad movie, but not necessarily to the extent of like, I don't know, uh, Swept movie. Away or or the Emoji Movie. Yeah, uh, or maybe not even to the extent of Jack and Jill, but uh, there's just, there's nothing really to like about this movie. And, and it feels like everything that they do here was just, sort of wrong uh i'm not just talking about a duck in bed with leah thompson uh i'm just talking about the attempts at humor are just wrong the attempts at action are wrong the attempts at a story are wrong uh having said that again it's hardly the worst movie we've ever covered uh and as far as my history with this movie goes uh i i did say this was the only one i'd seen this month i actually remember now i'd seen this movie twice uh i saw i must have seen that movie <laughs> twice uh, <laughs> But it's no Octopussy. Uh, but uh, I, I remember at some point when I was a kid, this was on TV. And uh, I don't know if you had the same thing there, but you'd have like the, the primetime movies. You did have TV. Good. Yeah. <laughs> have you got that radio thing yet in Australia? Maybe one day. 
but uh, it, it was like the primetime movie on you know uh, one of the local channels here. And they'd air it. And yeah. then what they do is they'd air it again immediately after that. And then usually they'd re-air it on the weekend. Uh, so I remember this being on. And uh, I, I don't think it was necessarily something that was like, kids, you got to watch this movie, Howard the Duck. Uh, but it was more just, oh, this is the movie that's on. And we watched it. And it's not something I absolutely hated. So when it was replayed again, I'm like, I'm going to watch that again. But it never had the urge to watch it again. One scene in this movie, even as a child, I knew was 100% wrong. And that was Howard the Duck in bed with Leah Thompson. And it's the only thing I ever remembered about this movie. But uh, wow, this was a challenge to get through. It's just, it's slow. It's dull. It's not funny. Um, but there is potential that this movie could have worked uh like a lot of movies we covered there was a potential here that just nobody realized but um your history of this movie is you just sat there for two hours i'm guessing i watched it about three hours ago and uh prior to that i had a good life um mostly <laughs> uh, I, I could you get a good movie out of this i mean like i, I think you could have you the, the, the two most significant things about this film that are history making is this is the first ever film adaptation of a Marvel comic. And this movie basically is the reason why Pixar exists. I don't mm -hmm. know if you know the story behind that, but essentially yeah. without this movie, we wouldn't have Pixar. So thank you, George Lucas, for fucking the bed with this movie. So we got Pixar down the line that much appreciated. But it's, it's, uh, I don't know, like this, I, I can, as I always say in all our movements, I've, I don't read comics. I don't know the history, like, this is a comic call, but like, I just, it, it's such an odd concept. Like it's, it's even this whole thing about a duck being in a human world. Like the jokes die within two seconds. And it's kind of like the rest of this movie is just how the duck being chased after by a convicted pedophile for like most of it. Um, and I, I don't even get half the point. I, I got to ask this question now. Cause I'm going to forget like, what did, what, what was wrong with Leah Thompson in like this period of the eighties? Because, you know, she seems like a talented actress who had a pretty decent career. I mean, it's Caroline in the City, what's not to like? But she went from a year prior to this playing a woman who wanted to sleep with her own son to now a woman who wants to sleep with a duck. So she she's ticking off the taboo bingo. She did incest the year prior. Now she's doing bestiality. I mean, yeah. like, let's get Leah on the show and be like, Leah, how you doing? You okay? Um, me too? Were you me too? Were you forced to do these? Or like, I mean... <laughs> I just, I just don't get it. Um, but yeah, I, I, I didn't know what to expect. I mean, I've, I'd heard only ever bad things about this film. They did an honest trailer for this a couple of years ago and I rewatched it after this and it's pretty accurate. And yeah, like I, I agree with you on the fact that like, this isn't the emoji movie. This isn't, you know, dirty dancing. I'm not, fuck you with swept away. It's a great movie. Um, <laughs> you know, like they're, they're not that levels where they're just, it's not Zardoz. You know, mm -hmm. but then it's also not a, it's not the room. It's not showgirls where it's kind of so bad. It's good. Like, it's just, this is a movie that in two years time, when we do bad movie month, we're going to forget we did this. And I'm, I'm just, I'm never going to watch this again. Somebody's going to say, have you seen how the dark? I'm like, oh yeah, that was shit. And then you just move on from life. Like it just, mm. I don't think this had any impact on my life at all or the movie industry. And it's like, I, I don't get it. And like, the guy does the voice of this. He was in United 93. How does somebody go from being Howard the Duck to like one of the most serious movies of all time that I don't think we'd ever cover on this show because we're a funny show. And what are we going to like? Ah, the plane crashed into the ground. Um, like, I don't know. It's, um, I mean, Tim Robbins, Academy Award winner. 
There he, he is. He has fun. He's one of the few compliments yeah. I'll have for this movie. He's fun. He's really enjoying himself, and he's actually making it more fun every scene he's in. The guy, the the cop guy, is in Air Force One. Um, there's a, I mean, there's a few people. Apparently, one of the members of Nirvana and the Foo Fighters is a cameo in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't Flea? No, he's Red Hot Chili Peppers. Wrong one. Um, but like, I mean, like if we were doing like a jet, this is obviously an hour. I, I think we're taking all the runtime right now. But like. We were doing a deep dive proper one that we usually do in this show. I mean, what's our plot holes and everything? And I'm just pointing this out now. I've talked about ducks' penises before, but like, like he would destroy Leah Thompson because they've got like a corkscrew dick, and like female <laughs> ducks have to have a corkscrew vagina, and their penises are like longer than their bodies. Ducks they like curl up inside of them, so like that condom's very uh, generous to dear old Howard here. He would destroy her. Uh. You mentioned a bit of the history, like the, the Pixar thing. I mean, uh, going back prior to that, see, I, I never quite knew what George Lucas's involvement was in this movie because uh, I've said on all the George Lucas movies he covers, I read multiple George Lucas biographies and everything. And all of them basically said like, yeah, this movie kind of originated with him. Uh, it was all the way back right after American Graffiti where he started reading the Howard Duck comic and he mentioned it to to Willard Huck and uh, Gloria Katz as co-screenwriters hey, this is something that would be really fun to make. Uh, but basically, you flash forward more than a decade later, and he more or less acted like just an executive producer. Where he's like, all right, I'll give you guys this movie. Try to make it good. Here's ILM. Here's some animatronics. Here's some money. Uh, let's get it made. Uh, but uh, I mean, his actual involvement in the creative process of this movie, the one thing I found that was interesting is that his hands were kind of tied with this movie because it was meant to be an animated movie. They mm. wanted this animated and they wanted it to be the first ever computer animated movie. We're talking a decade before Toy Story. Uh, and that's what Pixar, which was originally part of Industrial Light and Magic, was meant to do. But as they were shopping this around and they got Universal to bite and say, yes, we'll make this movie. The stipulation was, but you have to make it live action. And then suddenly it's like, oh, I guess we could make it live action. Uh, I will say this. I mean, it, it is definitely 1986 quality animatronics. But I mean, this movie gets a lot of criticism for the animatronics of Howard. This is light years ahead of even the stuff in Return of the Jedi. I mean, uh, you, you look at Admiral Akbar in Return of the Jedi, and then you look at Howard the Duck. Like, it's a duck. there are a lot of advancements. It's it, it, it's it's much better than people give it credit for. You just have to keep in mind this is 1986, and it's kind of the beginning of it. Uh, but as far as like toning down the character, like, I don't, I've never read the Howard Duck comments. I kind of just know George Lucas is the existence. only person who did. <laughs> but, but like this character would appear later in the Marvel movies. Uh, was the, the cameo at the end of Guardians of the Galaxy or something? Been like in that. a couple of the but Guardians I, ones, hasn't he? Wasn't he in the newest one as well? Didn't he like, wasn't he? I, it, yeah. I, I, he was either the new one or it was the, the, the holiday special he cameoed in. But, mm. um, it, like the character, I guess, is meant to be a little bit more abrasive, a, a little bit more. Not R-rated, but, you know, not quite geared towards kids. And I don't know whether that was a thing where Universal said you have to make this a friendlier movie. Uh, but I think that's one of the problems with this movie. And I'm not saying that we need, like, R-rated Howard the Duck. I don't know enough about Howard the Duck to say that. But, like, you could tell even in watching this movie that, like, they're so neutered that they can't do anything. Even just Howard the character. He should be a jerk. You know, he should be... Fast talking is one of the big things I, I came away from this one because a joke will land and then they'll wait two minutes for another joke. Like, I want this to be like a joke a minute. And yeah. that's something that could have really worked in this movie. Um, but uh, in the end, I, I don't know. Maybe this being live action is one of the things that hurt it. I think a lot of other things hurt the movie too. But 
I think an animated version of this that was maybe allowing itself to be PG-13, we're talking like the era of Gremlins and Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom and, you know, those types of movies that were allowed to go a little bit edgier, I think could have worked. I think, yeah, I think this is a a Deadpool style. You need to let the let, let the duck out of the cage because mm. I, I see it. I see this being like a sleazy, dirty duck. You know, that's kind of where I see this character. Again, I know nothing about the comics, but it just... It seems weird that he's kind of muted. I mean, we literally have a scene of him reading porn, and that's when he gets freaking transferred to this real world, and like that's where it kind of you know loses it and just it's it's odd. But um, I don't know. Like it's just I I know nothing about the character. I, mean, I just I just I'm picturing George Lucas just like on the set of American Graffiti, like. Uh, how do you do, George? Oh, I'm George Lucas. Hey, you... hey, guys, I'm reading this good comic right now. Hey, it's hey. about a duck. Hey, 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 I'm going to the comic book store. <laughs> Any recommendations for old George? Oh, we've got Batman. Oh, no, I've read Batman. Oh, Superman. No, there's the, Mar- the Marvel section. Oh, what's all this? Iron Man, Captain America. Oh, what's this duck? Like, I mean, you've got Spider-Man to choose from, like the Fantastic Four. Fucking even the Guardians of the Galaxy look weird. There's a tree creature on there like i mean but he's gone for the duck like i mean good yeah. on you george um i but yeah like i see some of the criticism like it's a very 80s movie the look of this film in terms of just the the animatronics and and even kind of like some of the practical sort of ghoulish effects later on but like and that's always got its charm and appeal of it we talked about mm. that like in kingdom of the crystal skull like y- you know some of these things have a certain charm about it and I kind of like that 80s look to it that it's got. But, I mean, what is the plot of this movie? Like, Duck gets transferred into human world. Duck wants to go back. Convicted pedophile accidentally gets possessed by a thing that looks like the cockroach from Men in Black. That escapes his body. They kill it. Duck gets stuck in real world. Duck manages band. Yeah. Yep. Cool. And And All right, done. Thanks. Duck stays on Earth. Um, which D two the D- Mighty Ducks better movie than this. Mate's <laughs> <laughs> gone joke. <laughs> Be- best duck. It's true. Best. I mean, uh, I, I, we didn't bin D two the Mighty we're, Ducks. That we're, was just the worst of the two. So like, I, I I literally just just realized we're about to do Dead Duck Month. So if we combine the Mighty Ducks, Howard the Duck, and Dead Duck Month, this comes out last place probably of all eight films. Yeah. Uh, that Dead Duck in about a boy. Better movie than Howard the Duck. It is. This is currently what fifth place on our duck month. We've done a lot of duck movies. Have we done like two Jim Carrey movies? Yet we've done. (laughs) We've done any Kevin Bacon movies. Come on. Uh, let's get into this now. It starts in the duck world, uh, and some of the stuff I actually think is clever. Duck in a dark world. Sorry, I I, I kind of wish that we'd had a little bit more in this duck world because like there's a lot of kind of fun gags here, but like again the tone of this movie is just what's all wrong. It's it's slow paced. Like I want it to be really funny and fast paced, and they got like the poster for like Breeders of the Lost Stork or whatever. Obviously George Lucas inclusion there. Uh, Rolling Egg magazine, Play Duck, uh, all those things. Like that stuff's kind of funny. That's a parody of Playboy, Colin. By the way, just so you. And know. I remember as a kid not understanding that. <laughs> what's Play Duck? And kid. Like, he says oh, kid it's... until yesterday. Jamie, what's Playboy? <laughs> that th- that was the moment where my mom's like, um, Colin, we're not going to explain that until you're 28. <laughs> Colin, don't p- turn to page 27. Why? Nothing. Mum's not in it. Move on. <laughs> 
But uh, like, like they do away with this whole duck world really quickly where he's just sitting in the chair watching TV and then he just gets beamed to earth. Uh, and as soon as he's there, the movie doesn't really even start. It's just like, like there's all these starts and stops of the movie. So he he lands, he's in the alley. Uh, he he finds his way into the club. We're in the club and Leah Thompson's band's playing. And I mean, this is one of my pet peeves in movies is bad music playing. Like, <laughs> because I, I think it's excusable if you have somebody who doesn't know how to play. But like, we're just coming off a year earlier where Michael J. Fox, it's not him actually playing. You're not hearing him play, but oh. he learned how to play every single note in Back to the Future. And he came on that movie very last minute replacing Eric Stoltz and was doing this at night while he was shooting a sitcom during the day. He learned how to play all of it. Leah Thompson is just sliding her hand up and down the guitar. No guitars even be playing. The drummer is not even keeping the same beat. And then to make it even more confusing, you have this club, which is full of like these hardcore punks. You feel like this should be like Black Flag or the Sex Pistols or something like that playing. And you basically have Cindy Lauper here. The Go-Go's or Cindy Lauper, Tiffany, doing their pop songs. It's just the wrong crowd for this. Um... So uh, the you get a biker gang there. You get Howard the Duck escaping, and he hides inside of a can. Uh, you get the fight scene where he talks about knowing Quack Fu. Uh, Leah Thompson uh, meets him, and uh, he's basically saying, like, where am I? She says, Cleveland, and he thinks Cleveland's the planet. Uh, you have uh, a near miss with a truck that causes PTSD for Howard because uh, this they're in her apartment now, by the way, not having sex yet. But, uh, yeah, this truck creates all the the – shaking so he's having ptsd ptsd that does not exist for the rest of the movie exactly so you're introducing oh he's he's completely shocked by this he's he's not gonna be able to survive and then it's over post-traumatic uh, stress duck oh that, that see that could have fit in the movie hey, <laughs> look at the missed opportunities all the freaking duck puns in this movie oh my god uh he mentions uh that he actually used to play music but he gave up on it to become an ad copy salesman story that goes nowhere well i mean technically it goes somewhere because he gets on stage at the end but like again you forget that plot point you think i forgot until you mentioned that i forgot that part was in the movie See, see, and this is the same complaint i had about showgirls the showgirls introduces all these things that go nowhere and it's the same thing with howard the duck oh i used to be in that movie not just duck boobs (laughs) I, I mean, you know, Leah Thompson came close to showing her boobs in this movie. Uh, maybe it would have been in the animated film. I don't know. But uh, it, yeah, you 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 have these things like, oh, I used to be in a band. You think that's going to be the point of this movie? The PTSD, you think it's going to be the point of the movie? It's exactly the same as like the guy trying to get Elizabeth Berkley in his play in uh, the showgirls <laughs> and, and all the other stuff. Uh, plot points that go nowhere. Um he falls asleep and Leah Thompson tries to go through his wallet. Uh, again, some of these fun little uh, duck gags I kind of life, like the, he's from Washington, D.C. He's got his Mallard card. He's got the condom, which <laughs> uh, is, is that going to work on him? I don't know. Uh, and she's basically going to sneak him in to uh, see her scientist friend in a garbage bag. And this is one of the few parts that I actually thought was kind of funny in the movie. But again, it's funny in a way where it's like, Go further with this. Make it more over the top because you've got something inside a garbage bag in the back of a cab and the guy just sort of turns on like, huh. And like, this isn't, if this were New York City, it would be even funnier because you just have nobody responding. This yeah. movie should have been set in New York City with nobody responding. Like I actually just took Casper to uh, the, the the new Ninja Turtles movie, which by the way, I'm going to have to try to get a better review out of him because he gave me nothing. <laughs> it, was, it was like, I don't know. 
being on episode with uh I don't know who's the most boring person James we have. Pickering. Uh, oh James Pickering. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, James Pickering. Wow, that came out too easily. No, James, you weren't boring at all. He seriously wasn't. But, he was, uh, I like James Pickering. Sorry, James. Sorry to bash on you. <laughs> but but in the Ninja Turtles movie, like it's kind of a joke where they're like, oh, we got to stay in secret because people are going to think we're weird. And then people are like, hey, look, it's somebody wearing a duck, uh, not a duck, uh, a turtle costume. Like this would have fit if it was New York City the way that this movie did it. But you doing this wherever else this movie is supposed to be taking place. Cleveland. I want to see people reacting. Cleveland. That's right. Cleveland rocks. Uh, Drew Carey told us. But um, there's there's no reaction. And when she's carrying the garbage bag up the stairs, like a couple people just give it a weird look or whatever. Uh, we get to be like Tim Robbins. Is, you know in Sonic when they're like sneaking him in the elevator and it's like, I can't remember the line. But oh, yeah. So people like sneak away from the bag because they're like, oh, it's okay. Like, you know, it's just our son or whatever. And it's like in the bag. It's like, oh. Yeah, yeah. Like, let's do something fun with it. Like, there's so many opportunities in this movie to do more and they just do nothing. Um, but her friend is Tim Robbins, the scientist. I think it's uh, Bill or Phil. I'm going to call him Tim. Uh, so it takes the, the scientist Tim. Now he gets what movie he's in. And this comes up so often. We do these bad movies that like somebody understands that you should be having fun, that you should be going really over the top, that you should be, you know, completely unreserved. And Tim Robbins is one of the few people from this movie who's actually talked about it saying, it was a fun experience. I enjoyed it. I got paid a lot of money. That's kind of his reaction. He's like, I'm not going to knock being in Howard the Duck. I made a lot of money. I got to act. You know, what's wrong with that? Um, uh, uh, Tim Robbins does try to talk duck to him, which is another one of the parts that kind of made a lot of Academy Award winner Tim Robbins, ladies and gentlemen. There is this future Academy. Which, uh, without even realizing he was in Howard the Duck, because I completely forgot. Uh, I just watched like a couple days ago, Mystic River, the movie he won his Oscar in, which Kevin wow, Bacon he's great movie? in that movie. Kevin Bacon, Sean Penn, uh, Tim Robbins, uh, Emmy Rossum Ooh. dying 30 minutes in. Emmy not Rossum's even 30 in a minutes movie in. with Kevin Bacon? Why haven't I not seen yeah. this movie? Apparently you get to see a lot of Emmy Rossum in Shameless. I just don't know why I've never watched it then. Yeah, you know, I tr- that's, that's a show that I tried to watch, but like, it's just, uh, and I'm sure there is some good stuff in there. My dad loves <laughs> but, it. It's it's just it's unpleasant. It's one of these shows where it's like it's funny, but it's unpleasant. So I I could never really get into it. How does that show go for like what fifteen seasons or something? America, who knows? Didn't the British version only yeah, go for like three seasons or something? Like that? I don't know. Yeah. Um. So uh, Tim Robbins is uh, basically showing him the evolutionary chart. He actually has a theory about how it exists in his world, the evolutionary chart, which kind of morphs. There, there is some cool effect there where it kind of morphs and. Um, he, he, what he's basically talking about are humans who go, oh, you call that progress? Like, again, this is the Howard Duck I want, insulting people for the movie. Like, he barely does this. Um, he gets in an argument with Leah Thompson. He storms off. He goes to employment services. Uh, it, it, this scene, again, like, potential for it to be funny, but it, somehow it's not really funny. Uh, this mean lady just physically abuses a minority. Do you no, uh, recognize her? Was she in Ferris Bueller? She's who was she the, in Ferris she's Bueller? She's a nurse in Ferris Bueller who, like, walks down the hall to get... um to get um Bueller's sister. Matthew Broderick? Oh, no, not, oh, Bu- okay. no, not Bueller's sister, sorry. Um, girlfriend. Girlfriend, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Sloan. Yeah, Sloan. Uh, I didn't recognize her from that, no. There's three, there's uh, three Ferris Bueller's actually. Obviously, with oh, old pedo, mate, but I, I, let me know if you, when you get to the scene, hopefully you get, get the other quite obvious Ferris Bueller um, actor. Apparently didn't. I didn't note it down, or I just wasn't paying close attention. Uh, but but I love like have a, again more fun with this. I'm watching and she's basically like poking him and pushing him and everything. Like I want him to be like saying, "Yo, you're abusing a minority or something like that," because she really is. You have this guy coming in now. again. Everybody just sort of accepts this movie doesn't do either. They they have it where 
people are like, oh, it's a duck. It's talking. It's it's real. And then you have people, it's like, huh, it's a talking duck. Mm. Like, just go one or the other, you know, Uh, or just have them react like that as a, what, you're a talking duck. All right, let me see. What are you qualified for? Ad copy sales uh, or something like that. Uh, you get this whole scene where he's going through all these jobs, or he's in the the sleazy motel, and he gets dumped and he wants into to a bite hot her ass. Why does he want to bite this woman's <laughs> bum? That makes no sense. And that's what ducks do, isn't it? Uh, I, don't they bite people? Uh, not Canadian geese. The, the geese are horrible. Uh, <laughs> they will they will beat you alive. Uh, but uh, the, um, the 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 montage where he's getting fired, like again, like. Uh, Let's have him go through multiple jobs. Like I, every time I see a scene in this movie, I'm like, ah, I see where you're going with this, but like, give me more. Roger, uh, the, Roger Moore, yeah. He'd get this uh, movie. Oh, a duck, yeah. a genuine a duck, talk, a genuine talking duck, <laughs> a duck. How illuminating! A duck <laughs> sleeping with a woman. <laughs> you, you, uh, you put your bill on, and I'll go get you a feather. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, he, he leaves or gets fired from his job or whatever. He ends up back in the alley, sees the chair that he crash landed in. He goes in and, uh, he sees the bands playing again. Leah Thompson's playing. Uh, and this is where he gets in a fight with the band manager, uh, because he just automatically assumes that, that this guy's terrible. I don't know. Uh, again, the music style they play changes is the other thing. Like Leah Thompson's band their style of music changes from one song to the next. And like Thomas Dolby, there's the other thing that you kind of liked about the eighties. The guy that did, she blinded me with science. Was that the song he had? Uh, <laughs> no, I didn't realize that was the same guy, but yeah. is that that one? He, yeah. Uh, she blinded me with science. Yeah. <laughs> science. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did the Leah Thompson band songs in this movie, but like the, the, the songs aren't even consistent in this movie. And then all of a sudden they break into like a punk song, which finally suits this club. But like none of the club are like booing them off the stage or anything. Cause this is the equivalent of like Debbie Gibson coming on stage, in, you know, a sex pistols concert or a clash concert. Um, the, uh, the fight scene though, where he, we beats this and then stabs him through the earring. Like, again, like this is this movie. It's trying to do a character that it's not allowed to do in a movie like this, where he's just aggressive and violent and, and obnoxious and everything uh he basically gets the contract for a band uh and as he's backstage and breaking the news to him hey guess what i'm your new manager guys which by the way he didn't ask he didn't get consent to be their manager yeah that's manager <laughs> this guy's right. learning some stuff this is jeffrey jones territory yeah, here. exactly who are you uh, jeffrey jones uh but then tim robbins comes in and probably the one line in the movie where i'm like wow this like genuinely made me laugh where Tim Robbins is just walking to, hey, sorry guys, I missed the show, but I came to watch you undress though. <laughs> that's how <laughs> I enter a room. <laughs> that's what Ben entered the episode today to me. Uh, that's when I first but, met uh, Colin. I came out and I said, hey, Colin, Jamie, Casper, can watch you undress. Uh, I guess we'll stop right here after he basically goes through the, the, takes a, take back to the the lab and explains like uh, about how the origin came and the, the feather and all that that uh, we had this experiment and this is where Jeffrey Jones, the uh, ch- child pedo- pedophile gets introduced. Uh, and he explained how the laser adult pedophiles, the child pedophiles is a weird one. <laughs> kitty, kitty, kitty pedo. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Teen porn, uh, teen 
Pedo could have been another thing. I don't know. If it's 18 plus, uh, it's not well, legal. Do, do we even know what Jeffrey Jones did? I don't oh, we went know. over this in Ferris Bill. Didn't he like uh, have kitty porn? I think he just got... Something I, like I that, I don't think he yeah. touched a kid. I think he just had kitty porn. And then he started acting again. He's not been cancelled. He's uh, like back acting. Yeah, and meanwhile, Kevin Spacey's still struggling to get his movie. Out. Yeah. <laughs> he Kevin. just got found not guilty, didn't he? Come on. Yeah, and that, and that was teenage pedo. That was exactly still underage. But we're, it, we're not getting through this debate again, <laughs> rape versus murder. But uh, anyways, uh, so they explain how this laser hit his planet. He accidentally got transported there, uh, and then uh, we'll break there before we get to the rest of the plot. He asked a boy, seventeen-year-old, uh, to pose for nude photos, but then apparently it was fourteen uh, when it happened. Um, so he had photos of a kid, but I don't know if he touched. Was it Bueller? Bueller? Uh, I think probably for legal reasons I can't mean it. His name's not on him. So, um, <laughs> sure, let's go with that. Um, I don't actually want to know his name. <laughs> Rather ben I Waterworth. Call it <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, some of this stuff at the beginning, in, like this duck world, like you got Splash Dance and like, you know, like all the mm. old school movies and he's watching like freaking ER but duck versions and, and he's played, there's too many duck boobs in this movie. Um, but like, it's just like, Again, like literally the plot is explained as he's like, ah, oh, he's getting sucked in and somebody in a different dimension. Like, did the hell the duck create the multiverse? This is kind of like the multiverse <laughs> because they're yeah. basically like sucking him through into a different dimension. And this narrator is even saying like in different worlds, what is, you know, perceived to be oh. fiction in one is real in another. So it's like. But, but I got, I have to interrupt you a second. Do you know who the voice of the narrator is? Isn't that Richard Kiley? It's Richard Kiley. Yeah. Spared no expense, George. Yeah. I, I, re- I read that. I was, I was wondering. I'm assuming that was him. But yes, like, spared no expense. It's an indirect CD-ROM. Uh, <laughs> that's what I want him getting sucked through the hole. I want somebody to dub over Wait. the top like, it's an indirect CD-ROM. John Hammond is based on George Lucas. Hey, there we go. Jurassic Park's in the uh, same Steve, universe. Steve, come see this new movie I'm making. It's about a duck. Uh, look at Richard Kiley to do the voice. Spare no expense. I like that. I'm going to use that. But like, uh, look, they, what these, look what these uh, ILM guys have come up with. It's an interactive CD-ROM. I like that. Oh, we use the Unix system <laughs> here. It's uh, a Unix system. <laughs> in your second one, do you know anybody called Enrique? Um, <laughs> hey, they, hold on. Hey, they, they, hold on. <laughs> I need to watch The Lost World again. I love that movie. Um, you'd say The Lost World Jurassic Park is better than this movie. Oh, a million times better. <laughs> Yay! Swept away better than this movie? No. Oh, no. <laughs> boo. One of what I'd love to do is actually rank our bad movie month movies. <laughs> oh, God. That we, what, do we have to rewatch them all again? Well, no, the emoji movies no. at the bottom. <laughs> Um, Zardoz is below uh, that. I mean, that was on a no, different cats show. Is, I would put Cats even uh, below. Keep forgetting we did Cats. <laughs> cats is below the Emoji movie. Yeah, yeah, I'd, yeah. I'd give you that. I forgot we did that. Um, forgot that movie existed. Um, but yeah, so like, there's this stuff here that's kind of funny, but then it's just like, it's it's weirdly in a way, and it's been a long time since I've seen it, but I know I love it, and we should do it one day. Uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit? And now kind of you have all yeah. those like references when he goes into Toon World. Like it's kind of, it's it's funny, it's clever, it's punny. Like it's just kind of that sort of stuff. Space Jam, when they go to like Looney Tune Land. Like it's, these are those funny things that kind of there, but like they just do away with this so quickly. And it's just like, ah, he's a mm. duck. But then it's just sort of like, so in this world, like he's got all the human things, but they're duck things instead. And then he's like some sort of sleazy womanizer because like he's got all these postcards from like 
Freaking Daisy Duck and Daffy Duck and freaking, I don't know, Gee Duck. Like, they're all sending him, like, messages going on about, like, oh, hey, like, do me. Um, and But then he's, like, sucked into a world when he's about to jerk off to freaking Playboy. Like, it's just, okay. And then he's, like, floating around going, boo-hoo. And, and Leah Thompson just accepts his duck as an alien in three seconds. How does he even know what an alien is? If I've got a duck that's walking up to me right now and it's talking like, quack, quack, I'm a duck. I'm like, well, you're not an alien. You're just a talking duck. Like, why is it an alien? Racist to aliens? Foreign object? Alien. Yeah. Um, like, that's uh, that's offensive. And I'm not even an alien. Or am I? Ooh. It depends uh, which country you're in. Exactly. <laughs> that's why I'm no longer in yours. Um, <laughs> but I just, like... Uh, and you're right, like the tone of it where they're basically like one minute like, ah, it's a duck. The next minute like, hey, so it's a duck. Like, I mean, it's mm. just like. <laughs> and then like, why does Leah Thompson just accept this duck and invite him over? Like, this is two movies in a row now where, like, as I said last week, like, don't just invite strangers over. Like, there was this, mm-hmm. I caught the train home last night and there was this weird woman at the train station doing Tai Chi. I wasn't going to be like, hey, do you want to go to my living room? Do some Tai Chi in my living room? No, fuck off. <laughs> I'm losing my voice now. I'm getting so worked up about this. Stop inviting people to your place. Stop being so nice. Um, it's Cleveland. It's Cleveland. Exactly. <laughs> it's not New York. Crazy accepted in New York. Cleveland's a proper city. All right. <laughs> They've won one championship in like the last 100 years. They're kind of like Toronto, okay? <laughs> like You should bond with <laughs> Cleveland. They rock. That's what Drew Carey claims, as I, you said. I swear I just saw Jared Leto on your TV, but I don't know who that was. <laughs> Massive Matildas fan. He's there for the World Cup. Um, <laughs> Natalie Portman's here, by the way, single. Uh, so um, just saying. S- single and scarred. <laughs> single and scarred. Both had similar experiences with their partners, their respective spouses. Hers lasted about 10 years and uh, four months longer than mine. But hey, uh, <laughs> we can bond over that. Um Fuck, I don't know what else to add, Colin. He goes yep, in a you know, barrel. Like, is this, have we talked about the sex scene with Leah? I was going to say, I glossed over that. I completely missed that. But, 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 this that, is, that, but that, that's where they come in to, to give him the explanation about how he got there. The, the scene, like, oh, by the way, the Ferris Bueller's act, when he's like bashing up the manager, one of the side henchmen is the garage attendant from Ferris Bueller. You know, like, what? Oh, really? You know, when it's like, oh, what language? What country yeah. do you think this is me, man? Relax. <laughs> yeah. That's that guy. Um, that guy's great. I wish I'd seen that. But, like, I the, the sex scene sums up the movie because, like, you know, you've got all these things at the beginning which, oh, this is going somewhere. And, again, you completely forget her a thing. Ah, it's a duck. Oh, no, he's not a duck. It's fine. And then you've got, like, this whole sequence where, like, She's like getting into bed in a freaking panties, and you're like, "Oh, okay, hello, Leah Thompson." And then all of a sudden, he's all like, wah, wah, and she's like, "Oh, Howard, oh, classic Howard, who you've known for about two hours, by the way." Um, and then all of a sudden, like you're in bed, and he's all like, uh-huh, "Quack, quack, quack, quack," like you know, quack, flying V, like he's telling her to pull yeah. her panties off. Show me your flying V. And then she's all of a sudden all like, which I was reading into it, she's just doing it to scare him. Like, you know, kind of like it's that age-old thing where you've always got... Um, it's like Night at the Roxbury, right? Weird weird connection. But like how they're all like, hey, like, you know, with their womanizers. And then the scenes when they're about to have sex, they have no idea what to do because yeah. it never goes that far. Literally me. Like, I'm like, hey, yeah. how you doing? And then they start having, oh, I don't know what to do. What are those on your chest? Ah, they're different <laughs> to mine. Um, 
So like it was it, my wedding night. <laughs> 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 Jamie, poor Jamie. But like, so that's why I kind of read this. Like she's kind of coming on strong to him to kind of like, you know, scare him off. But then she just keeps going. I'm like, wait, she's actually trying to do this. And then like it gets interrupted by old chief pedo here, Tim Robbins and other guy. So yeah. And who did free Jones? Like, can I film this and watch it many times later? What happens to that other guy, by the way, he just disappears from the movie. Um, (laughs) It's just odd. And like, and then like this whole kind of love story between these two just dies. So it's like, Mm. Oh, okay. Let's hang out with a pedophile. He's going to turn into a cockroach soon. I like, uh, I don't know, Colin. We've got 25 minutes. Let's speed it up. Come on. This, this, this isn't going to take 25 minutes. Uh, but uh, no, I briefly want to comment on the, the, the sex scene. Because again, really, I, I'm not going to say this is overblown, but it is not the way it's even we describe it. I mean, it is basically flirty in bed. As you said, it's kind of played as a joke. Like, hey, hey Howard, you really think you could you could do something, right? Why is Howard attracted to her? Like, does this mean that Howard is like... He saying hairless at the time. That's what he keeps calling him. Yeah, but we got to be careful, though, because in 20 years, I'm sure we're going to be, you know, bigots for actually saying this. But, uh, but like, if to even Howard, this should be wrong. Like, you're not a duck. You're a woman. Where's your feathers, woman? I mean, guess with her hair, it kind of looks like a duck. But... Uh, Close enough. Uh, but, but then why is she attracted I mean, to a duck? It works the same way, right? Like if, but if like I big boob duck I, walk I, into my room right now, it's like quack, 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 look at my big hooters, huh? <laughs> um, I would not be attracted to it. I'm sorry, I'm not attracted to ducks. If it was a horse, but it's not. It's a duck. <laughs> I was gonna say the sexy horse. Well, <laughs> but but like I, I, I think that the way this scene is intended is supposed to be more it's a joking thing, yeah, you know? It, yeah. And maybe that and on top, of this is almost like, you know, I, I'm not, it might surprise you, but I'm not terribly affectionate with our dog. With our dog, I'm like, I'm going to give you not your exercise. Let's go for a run, right? <laughs> uh, but like Jamie will be like cuddling with the dog. And, oh, like it could this. be your girl. Uh, and there's some people who's like, give me a kiss, doggy. Like, and it's not animals. a sexual thing. It's, it's, but like, that's the thing. It's just, you're, you're, you're cuddly with your animals or whatever. And that's kind of the way I think this scene's supposed to be. But the flip side of it is that he's like, oh, what are we going to do? Uh, that's Colin, literally even, Colin. When Jamie comes out of Colin, yeah. ah. but but even as a kid, this was the scene where I'm like, I don't know, how I feel about this. Like somebody's wrong here. Uh, so as a child, I watched this movie. It's the only scene that stuck out for me in the wrong way. Like there's something missed in the communication here. I think that's the problem. Uh, y- you could have done this right, but you did it just slightly wrong, and it doesn't work. Uh, now, having said that. Uh, I'm with you. I don't think Leela Thompson's ever looked this good. Uh, Marty McFly's mom never looked she, like this. She's like, it's, and again, not being disparaging. It's the same for men as well, but like there are some actors and actresses that you just always associate with you the associate, role. associate, yeah. And you never look at them in a certain way. Like Kate Blanchett, for example. I've never been a fan of hers. And we talked about that back in Thor Ragnarok. Like, Kate Blanchett. All right. Okay. But like, and not literally, like, even just like, she's not unattractive in Back to the Future, but she's all meant to be like 15. And also, plus, she's a mother character. We're meant to be disgusted yeah. at this prospect of him trying to like hook up with his mum. So I've never, and even Caroline in the City, like, you know, she was no Brooke Shields in Suddenly Susan. Uh, she was no Kirstie Alley in Veronica's Closet. Um, but yeah, like, this is the first, I'm like, oh, Leah Thompson. Okay. I, I'm actually sad we didn't do this last year because last year, Leah Thompson was at the the Winnipeg Comic Con, uh, and Jamie and I were very close. We we couldn't line up a babysitter on the day, but I, I wanted to go to be able to meet Leah Thompson. 
Uh, but Leah Thompson, actually, I, I may have a chance because she has a TV show out now, which uh, you have it a airs chance. here. She's into she's into a sons <laughs> and ducks. You have a chance. Telling me I got a chance. Uh, <laughs> Just put on but, a duck uh, costume and say you're related. You're in. <laughs> she's got a TV show. It's actually a Canadian show called The Spencer Sisters, which is to me, this is like the the room of TV shows. Like it is so bad. It is good. Jamie watching. She's like, it's so bad. It's bad. Colin. I'm like, I'm going to keep watching it. Um, but but uh, it, it actually films here in Winnipeg. And now because of the writer's strike, this show has a chance because I don't know how well it did here in Canada. But uh, the, the because of the whole writer's strike and now the actor's strike, this show is being aired on the CW in the fall. So a year later, they picked the show up and they're airing it in America. Uh, and she, she Leah Thompson had actually done another thing, like another movie right before. This. So basically, Winnipeg is her new second home. So I may see her next time I go to the gas station. And I'll be able to ask her. Tell us a little bit about Howard the Duck. But maybe What's she'll your come favorite back Mighty Ducks movie, Leo. Oh. Yeah. She gets a bit excited. Ooh. <laughs> uh, anyway, Tasmania. So, oh. Breezing through the rest of the movie here. I, I will have something else to add on Leah Thompson on the end, which is kind of funny. Uh, so uh, basically, the cops come to arrest Howard. I don't understand how this all happened. They're, they're charging with being an illegal alien. This Again, you have like this confusion of some people where it's like, oh, it's a talking duck. And other people are like, Oh, where's the zipper on this thing? Oh, it's a talking duck. Um, he escapes with Leah Thompson and Jeffrey Jones. I'm like, Jeffrey Jones is supposed to be a good guy in this movie that gets possessed into being bad. This is basically Ghostbusters. Rick Moranis or Sigourney Weaver in Ghostbusters gets possessed. Um, but he basically starts suffering from a headache after he comes out. Now, all this stuff happens off camera, too, where we're testing this laser again. And then he just comes out and he's got, like, this headache. And he's driving away with them and... They end up at this restaurant um, where uh, I love. I do like the line here where they get him into the restaurant. It's like, oh, this is his seeing eye duck. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that was pretty good. Um, but thank you. Uh, but uh, um, the, uh, the 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 waitress and everything where um, she's bringing the food order. She's showing them, and he's got duck on the menu, and he starts freaking out. Like again, you've been in this world long enough, you know that eggs are a thing, that they eat them here. And again, this this isn't you. Yeah, an egg, it's an egg of a bird. Like Yeah, eggs like... Humans I mean, are... That's like it's you, like humans being a, mammals. Well, that's like if you see a period. Like, it's not... I mean, you don't eat your period, but like, I mean, that's, that's like what an egg is. An egg that we no, eat but, is a duck's... Per, uh, like a bird's period. But but it's not, it's not a duck egg. It is a bird. So it is in yeah. the same family of animals the same way the humans are in the same family as cows because we're mammals but we're not going to be like i'm not eating a burger it's a mammal like well, if this was a duck if, if it was like a duck larange or something like that then i, I wanted to send the joke but it just doesn't work here just, um, does it not remind you of faulty towers this is our menu what if i don't like duck it's like well then yeah. you're kind of stuck <laughs> what <laughs> I just want Howard to start ordering the Waldorf salad. <laughs> <laughs> so that last gradient was it apple celery. How hard is it not to understand? Um, this is where Jeffrey Jones completely gets taken over. He starts, I am the dark. I, 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 I be careful here, but uh, Jeffrey Jones has his moments in this movie. Uh, when I mean, he's what? doing th this stuff here, where he's the dark overlord and he's talking, I'm dark. I'm like, Again, he's he's having some fun with this role, um, but it, it, unfortunately, he doesn't get to do anything with it at the end because he just turns into the Men in Black monster. Um, we we basically have him destroying the ketchup and the mustard at the table to demonstrate his powers. Now, this gave me an idea. 
exploding ketchup month because Elizabeth Berkeley did the exact same thing in Showgirls. We are right now in the middle of exploding ketchup month. Dumb and dumber, uh, but we're doing that next year. Damn. We, we, well, we, I'm sure that we, one of these days we got to find, even if there is an exploding ketchup uh, tag or whatever, plot keyword on IMDb because we've got two in a row here. Uh, we get the the diner fight scene slash cook off. Now again, like this is where I feel like if the if the movie was faster paced, some of this stuff would work. Where they're like, "Oh, it's a duck, let's get him," and then they just start cooking. They 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 do this reveal where you know that they're trying to cook him. Whereas the, what the joke should be is they're pinning this duck down, and then the chef comes in and he's like, duh, 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 "I'm trying to prepare a stew or whatever." That would have been funny, but it, the way they do it in this movie isn't funny. Um, while he's being pinned down to be cooked, uh, Leah Thompson gets kidnapped by Jeffrey Jones. Uh, oh. <laughs> careful, Leah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't think there's any kids in this movie. <laughs> yeah, she's a you would have had a better she's a option. She's safe. Uh, Tim Robbins has been arrested some point off camera. Uh, Howard comes and he gets him out, uh, where he tries opening the door and he climbs through the window. Oh, that'll work as well. Uh, Jeffrey Jones goes to a power plant briefly to power himself up uh howard and tim robbins escaping little nelly <laughs> uh sean connery did it better uh you have uh the the stuff with the plane uh, oh no I, I, i'm trying to decipher the, my notes. Uh, stuff with I, I thought this was part of the plane scene that's I'm trying to my notes that's our review i've got that stuff <laughs> with, with the, the plane, plane. But uh, before before they're actually flying in the plane, you have uh, th this is the power plant scene uh, where uh, th this is a, a, this is actually a good line where where Jeffrey Jones is like a million kilowatts of electricity or whatever, and then uh, you have that guy, the tour guy, say, "Yes, well, I think uh, we could all use a good cup of coffee right now." <laughs> that part actually really made me laugh. Uh, so then you get the flying scene with uh, Howard and Tim Robbins. So Tim Robbins again is a co-pilot. Howard's Tom Cruise here. This is uh this is same year. This, this is a big year for Tim Robbins in planes. Top Gun and Howard the Duck. Wow. <laughs> Tell you one thing. Uh, this might be the only chance where I will say I would rather watch Top Gun. So, uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I want to see where Top Gun still was at the box office. See if Tim Robbins had like a back-to-back -back, uh, uh, films, number one and number two or something like that. Um, uh, I can yeah, tell like, you right I, now, I How the Duck came out at number three that week. Top Gun in its uh, 12th week was at number seven. This made only $2 oh, million dollars more in its opening weekend. So for one Gun. week and one week alone, Tim Robbins' number one film at the box office was Howard the Duck and not Top Gun. Yep. Um, yeah, you get the plane crashing. I got this Ferris flying scene again. still at the cinemas that week too. Sorry. So Jeffrey Jones and Tim Robbins were the top box Ooh. office draws of the week of August, whatever. <laughs> um yeah, this flying scene, I, I, the effects look good. The, you know, again, it's 1986. This movie, they spent enough money on it that it looks good. And uh, I, I actually think the best effects are still to come later on. Uh, but the, the plane crashes. Uh, Howard says they can't swim again. You you don't do anything with the, the movie with this. When he's, you know, in the hot tub or whatever, oh, I can't swim. And then again, here where he crashes, oh, I can't swim. But then the next time you see him, he's out of the water. Like, we could do something with this. Make an action scene. Um Jeffrey Jones is Leah Thompson kidnapped and they come in and they're battling with lasers. Uh, <laughs> Tim Robbins passes out at some point. Howard uh, takes over a driving laser. Jeffrey Jones separates from this overlord and the overlord is, again, pretty cool effects. 1986, this giant men in black, uh, Edgar the Bug. Um, he's trying to bring all the other dark overlords into the universe. 
Um, Howard uh, takes a shot with the laser and blows up the portal and Jeffrey Jones is back to normal. Um, and then Howard wakes up and he fakes being the, oh, I am your dark overlord. <laughs> Isn't that funny? I'm like, oh, that was such an obvious joke. Uh, then you cut to the concert where Howard is riding the rigs, the lighting rigs and everything accidentally. And Tim Robbins is running the show and there's a ton of people there. I don't know if this is supposed to be like the band manager thing where it's like, oh, this is, this is what a good band manager I'd do because now you got, I don't know, 10,000 people watching you. But like they're singing a song about Howard. The people are there to see the talking duck now. The talking duck that nobody has been wowed at this entire movie. Yeah, a talking Lee duck like, hey. stop from going on like the morning show. Like Tim Robbins is wanting to get famous. Yeah. And she literally says like, oh, we're not here to like get famous off this thing. Ah, uh, hello. Yeah, and then they do. They're, they're capitalized. She's literally singing a song, Howard Duck. Uh, I'm going to say, this song's, this is a good song. Uh, I like this. I actually added it to uh, my, one of my running playlists <laughs> right after I saw this movie. And I ran to Howard it yesterday. <laughs> Yesterday morning, I'm running literally across by a duck pond with the dog, and Howard the Duck comes on. Throw a loaf of bread at it. <laughs> Knock out a duck. Um, but yeah, this is the worst fake playing in the movie because Leah Thompson again sliding up and down the guitar. The drummer does not even keep the same beat, and you got the girl playing the guitar, and there's no music playing. And there's literally a part where it's just a drum beat playing. And the other bammer's like, da -da 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 -da. <laughs> There's nothing but like you could excuse this as you didn't have a backing track, but they did because she's lip syncing to the backing track. So it's just, it's inexcusable. Um, Howard gets on stage and he plays again. This could have been the story arc. Oh, I'm afraid to go on stage and he gets on stage, but you, you dumped all your story arcs at some point during the movie. So um, it's over. Uh, thank God. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I think the thing like you said it, how it's like, it's not a slow movie, but I think as soon as you get to the diner, like as soon as this sex scene comes up and then you kind of like, yeah, it's random that they go back to this lab. So essentially they find a feather. So Tim Robbins gets a feather and then they basically come to him like, hey, what are the odds? A feather. We were trying to shoot lasers into the sky for a reason. Do they even explain what the fuck they're doing in this lab and why they're doing it? And they're just like, yeah. and this random feather came out of nowhere. Like, you want to talk about plots of movies that are just convenient to get all the characters together? What are the odds? <laughs> They're like, this one geeky guy. Like, how do Tim Robbins and Leah Thompson know each other? Like, is that yeah, ever a explained? scientist and a girl playing in a dingy club. Because he literally, she literally goes, hey, I know a person. I'm going to take you to the Cleveland Museum. And then when she shows up, she's surprised to find that he's just a lab assistant, like a janitor. Like, that makes no sense. And then all of a sudden, Jeffrey Olpedo, he's all like, hey, we were doing an experiment. And like to me, straight away, I'm like, oh, he's clearly the villain. Like, I mean, it's just it was just so mm -hmm. obvious at that point. Oh, because he's Jeffrey Jones, too. But, but then, so, so then, this is where it gets confusing. And then everything just turns into an elongated action sequence. It's like, cool, so we're going to try and open this portal again to send you back. But oopsie, I've accidentally been possessed by an evil thing. And now this evil thing wants to bring more aliens in. So in order to do that, I've got to go to a nuclear power plant to get more power and then go back to the lab. Can't you just plug yourself into a socket in this place? Like, I mean... <laughs> socket. Like, Open CTU's socket. got a few of them spared. Like, I don't get it. And then where did the police come from? So this Paul GM4 or whatever his name is, the guy from Air Force One, mm. he's been in other things as well. Doesn't CSI. Look, looks, oh, that's, I knew he was in, like, something more than Air Force One. Thank you. That clicked in my head. Um... It just it's and it just turns into this 
And again, are they trying to be funny? I don't get it. Because like this fucking diner scene goes on for about 20 minutes. And then you got this plane chase, which, yeah, okay, I'm with you. It looks good, but it just goes on for too long. You got Jeffrey Jones, like, honking at children. And then, like, again, Leah Thompson is just a day before discovered a talking duck. Now she's in this car with this thing with, like, possessed glowing eyes. It's like blowing up cars and a snake tongue. And he's just laying there going, like, ah, I'm being kidnapped. Like, I mean, like... Right now, if that happened to you right now, you're going to be that calm? No, I'm losing my shit. Um, but Leah Thompson, that's a strong woman. There you go. Um, but <laughs> then it's just, it turns into this like fight sequence, which like, why is this possessed thing going like, Howard the Duck, I'm after you. Like, is this a comic book thing? Is this like the 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 super villain for Howard the Duck? Like, it's not explained. They need to, like, explain that you just need one line going, like, oh, my God, you're saying the same things as our Hitler of my duck world. Like, the evil thing. He somehow found me, and now he's after me. Because this alien thing is just like, Howard the Duck, I want your blood. Why? What's Howard the Duck doing to you? Why do you want aliens in this world to possess things? Can't just have something evil for having it evil. Like, there's literally no reason why this thing is evil, except that it's just, Mm. we need a villain. And it's going to possess Leah Thompson. Why? Because. Movie. Okay. Why does it want to kill Howard the Duck? Because he's our hero. Okay. So we're going to kill the villain. Okay. Why? Because we have to. The villain has to die. Okay. And then, like, oh, no, he can't go back to his world. That was the pitch meeting. Exactly. Why then is Howard the Duck okay with this? Why is Howard the Duck like, and he's like, Leah Thompson's like, oh, Howie, your, your world has been closed forever. He's all like, okay. 24 hours ago, you're calling these hairless apes. You're not even in love with her anymore. You wouldn't fuck her. And now you're happy to be a band manager. For, for what mm. reason? If I get sucked into a world of ducks right now, and I'm like, well, I wasn't super happy with my life right now, but I'd like to go back. I don't want to live in a world with ducks. I'm not attracted to you. The, the money here's not good. Uh, I can't eat eggs. I can never have quiche. Like, I'm not, I'm not living happy. Like, why? And then you're singing... Howard the Duck, like, like, I don't remember how the song goes. But it's just like, this movie is dumb, Colin. <laughs> Freddy next week I mean, better get fingers so fucking hard that I'm laughing because I haven't laughed <laughs> once this month. Uh, I, I I will say, at least this movie's supposed to be dumb, you know? Um, is it though? So the, well, yeah, it's a movie about a talking duck in the real world. I think it's supposed to be dumb. Not, not dumb, it's not intentionally dumb, but it is dumb, dumb. Um, and dumber. Anyway, to the Oz Network in 2024. <laughs> Good segue, Colin. Um, so uh, wrap up stuff here. Uh, the the whole story that you mentioned about Pixar, like George Lucas basically offloading Pixar because of the loss of this movie. I don't know. I mean, I want to find out more if that was true because, like, the deal that he had for all of his other movies was the studios pick up all the, the you pick up everything, and then I have all the rights. So if anything, I mean he didn't make a profit off of this, but I don't think there's a scenario, especially when there is a studio, there's a studio who is paying for this movie that, that the entire stipulation of we will pay for this movie. Universal would be the ones who would uh, make the losses. So I don't know if the actual direct connection of him losing Pixar or selling Pixar was a result of Howard the duck. But uh, um, here's the, the funny thing I found. So Leah Thompson, when Howard the duck appeared in guardians of the galaxy, she pitched, Howard the Duck, the sequel that she wanted to direct. <laughs> uh, and then nothing was that ever came of that. And then a few years why. after that, when, when Howard the Duck made his next appearance in the MCU, she said, 
yeah, I thought that was really fun. I still have that idea about Howard the Duck sequel that I would like to direct if Leia. anybody wants to talk to me. <laughs> You're better than that. You're He's Marty You're Caroline in the city. You're not Elizabeth Berkeley. You're not yeah. somebody like you've got some sort of like, honestly, like, okay, it's a bit of a cult film now. Okay. Sure. People I'm sure like this and you're not ashamed that you're in this movie. Okay. Cool. Props to you. But like, I'm ashamed she's in this movie, but I'm she's ashamed, okay with it. But like, okay. You're okay with it. But Leah, like Marty McFly's mother, like, <laughs> come on. We're going to be talking about you later this year in such more of a positive light. Like, come on. That scene in the back, first back to the future when like before Marty goes back in time and you, you you're like drunk and you throw in the birthday cake, oh he's not getting out of prison again, and you're like hating your life. That's what I imagine you were after this movie. I did Howard the Dark and oh. <laughs> and then when Marty goes back in time to like make your lives better with George and Crispin Glover, your life was better because you actually went back in time and didn't do Howard the Duck. Um, where do we go? <laughs> you got four and a half so minutes. So this movie. For critically, did not do well. Um, it uh, went up for the the golden raspberries. Uh, one be- worst picture, one worst picture. Uh, it was nominated for worst director, worst supporting actor for Tim Robbins. No, that's not fair. Uh, one worst screenplay, one worst new star for the six guys and gals in the duck suit, and was nominated for worst song and one worst visual effects, which isn't fair. Uh, user reviews. Uh, I'm not even gonna bother. Critics hated this movie. There we go. Uh, user reviews. Let's look for a ten star review here. <laughs> Madonna uh, won have... Best Actress that year at the Razzies, by the way. Of course she did. <laughs> uh, 10-star review. Uh, best Marvel movie ever made. Howard was an inspiration, a hero. Best Marvel film ever. Best film in 1986. Best performance in Tim Robbins' career. Cherry Bomb was the best band of the 80s. Uh, Howard sharing a bed with Leah Thompson's Beverly was more life-changing than Slave Leia. Uh, <laughs> I would rather um, watch Captain Marvel than this movie. I agree with that. Uh, <laughs> so this... This ended up going up for worst film of the decade as well for the Razzies, but uh, it lost to Mommy Dearest, a movie from 1981. Uh, box office, uh, you you already mentioned this uh, opened in third place, $5 million. Uh, and Aliens was number one in its third weekend. And Friday the 13th, part six, actually the best Friday the 13th movie, maybe, or one of the best, uh, was opened in second place. Uh, this is interesting. I, I you know This movie does have a cult status, kind of like Showgirls. Uh, both movies actually aren't that bad. I mean, they're bad, but like Showgirls is a five out of ten on IMDb, and Howard the Ducks a four point seven. So, because yeah. uh, they got that cult following, better. I think people up. Right? Just quickly, it obviously wasn't Paul, Paulie Shaw wasn't in Mummy Dearest, but apparently it was Xander Berkeley's film debut. There's a fun fact for you. Oh, film debut in the worst film of the decade. Uh, plot keywords: Girl Band Month, uh, oh. Pink Panties Month. This is Ooh. our one. Uh, we will be covering Black Swan, ah. The Breakfast Club, American Graffiti, and Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Hang on, Mind. hang on. Interspecies Sex Month. Here there we, we go. go. Guardians of the Galaxy, Avatar, Star Trek, and Bram Stoker's Dracula. Ooh. Uh, it's between Pink Panties and... The Shape of Water is only number seven. A movie that is literally about a woman fucking a fish. And that is number seven. Okay. I am binning this movie, uh, but I'm binning it. I'm binning it and saying at this point, it's sad to say this is my favorite of the month. What? Are you drunk? It is, it is much better than the previous two. Um, This has been, and I would rather watch Jack and Jill than this movie. Um, oh, that's going Because at least it's Adam Sandler, and at least that movie is quick, and at least you've got Dunkachino <laughs> at the end. And there was at least, I think, one other scene where we were like, okay, that's kind of funny. No, this is like 
Yeah, Freddie fingering next week. I want it hard and fast, oh, Freddie. Yeah. Finger me hard, yeah, mate. Because no, well, we've had not had know, a good month. Well, Showgirl, Showgirls, my number one. I like Showgirls. So what am I talking about? But anyway, we we almost always have a movie that we enjoy, and you've got one, and I've got zero. So yeah, I'm hoping for Freddie got fingered. I mean, I I loved Tom Green like before he was even really like I mentioned when he Chad. was just just on like uh, the, the 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 cable channel here in Canada. I love Tom Green. I never saw this movie because of how bad the reviews were. I'm hopeful. Maybe this will be a more movie 43 where there's some good stuff in it, but uh, most of it sucks. But I'm just hoping for any good stuff. Just give me anything, I, Tom. Look, I think all I know Tom Green from is The Cable Guy and Charlie's Angels. I don't know if I would have seen him in anything else. I can't remember. Um, I'm sure he's popped oh. up in a few things here and there. That like, But, I mean, he's one of those people, like, I feel that, like, like I've never seen him start. Like, Andy Dick. Is he ever been a star of a movie? You know what I mean? Like, but you know who he yeah. is. He's funny and he's like, he does his role. So I don't, I think to me, Tom Green's like an Andy Dick. Like he's funny when he's in things and cool, that's Andy Dick. But I don't know if I've ever seen Tom Green in a, in a starring movie. So I'm, I'm intrigued because I've only, I know that freaking sausage scene that they always play where he's like on a piano and there's sausages hanging around. He's like, do yeah. you want a sausage? And like ripped horns in it and... Yeah, I've, I've never seen it, never remotely been interested. But uh, hopefully we've got a good one this month because it's not been the best uh, bad movie month besides Showgirls. Shut up, it's a good movie. Uh, we will have some good stuff to talk about because Drew we're also Barrymore, talking about 24. Because oh, I guess uh, Drew Barrymore and... was with Tom. They were like married, weren't they? Sorry. Um, do we uh, did we do the Room episode yet? Is that this week? Yes, it dropped a couple of days ago. Listen to it. Ah, it was great. Oh, the Room. Uh, when bad movies were good. <laughs> Uh, anyways, uh, stay tuned for all that other stuff. And uh, we're under an hour, so good. No, we're not. Uh, my name is Colin, and what? <laughs> You're eight I seconds over, so keep going. Oh, I wouldn't have been eight seconds over if you didn't say that, Ben. Uh, my name is Colin, and where are my pants? And my name is Ben, and I've been doing too much too. Thanks for downloading this episode of the Oz Network. Make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing to the podcast by Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or by copying our RSS feed into your preferred podcast provider. And while you're there, please drop us a rating and leave us some feedback. You can also be sure to stay up to date with all the latest episodes and happenings from the show, as well as finding out how you can get involved in upcoming episodes by following our social media pages on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, as well as getting everything you need under one roof at the oznetwork.net. Thanks again for listening, and we'll speak to you next time. like exclusive stuff yes sir do you like having access to your favorite podcast hosts in a way like never before yeah absolutely do you wish you had access to our old survivor oz episodes that you can't find anywhere else online oh yeah if you answered yes to one two or all of those questions then get excited because the oz network is now on patreon <laughs> That's right, your favourite podcast has jumped on the Patreon bandwagon to enable a better listening experience for you, our listener. For more details, simply head to www.patreon.com forward slash oznetwork where you can sign up for as little as $3 a month. It'll be the best decision you make since that last bad one you made. <laughs>